This is the Teachers Can Podcast. This is a place where you will be informed and empowered to take control of your well-being within the classroom and beyond. I'm Jen Clements and I'm a teacher who can lean on creativity to support me. I'm Amy Kovacevic and I'm a teacher who can lean on my spirituality to support me. I'm Laura Alp and I'm a teacher who can draw on yoga and meditation to support me. We're your hosts and we'll be bringing you raw, authentic and relatable stories to transform the human living inside the teacher. Hello everyone, welcome to the Teachers Can podcast. My name is Amy and I will be your host for today and I am beyond excited to be here with you right now. As you get to know me over the next few months, you will come to understand me as someone who's a bit woo-woo. You know, I love the idea that we're all connected to something much bigger than ourselves. We are energetic beings who chose to come here to Earth at this particular moment in time to have a human experience. And I can tell you something, I am here for it. I have loved the time I've spent getting to know myself and I am just frothing to bring you some incredible guests. People who have either been instrumental in my own growth, people I admire, and people who I see taking the reins of their life and are committed to sharing their knowledge and wisdom to bring about this shift in the human consciousness. And I'm fizzing to introduce my first guest today, Tiffany Jacobs from the Align Teacher Network. Tiffany and I first met, I think, on Instagram in the wonderful space of that online world. And we spent the last few years going backwards and forwards connecting um, through messages. Um, Tiffany is a teacher. She's a human design coach and a Reiki master. Hello, Tiffany. Welcome. How are you on this fine morning or should I say evening for you on the other side of the world? Amy, I'm so happy to be here on this podcast that you have created. Um, Yes, it is the evening. I'm in Canada. Um, It's Friday night, so I've had a week uh, just like many of your educators over there on the other side of the world have too. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm a 22-year veteran in the K-8 to world. In Canada, we have K-8 to schools where children are in the same school from kindergarten to middle school. Um, I have a background in special education and the dramatic arts, and I love getting children moving in the classroom. And I have created the Align Teacher Network in order to help teachers and educators in general reconnect to their bodies. And through that, through COVID, I really felt that the burnout that educators were going through was severe. And so I've created the Align Teacher Network in order to help teachers and educators move through their burnout and re-identify with their stress and the causes of it at a much deeper level. And human design came along as a tool to help me align with my own self and to help me with my stress and burnout. And now I'm bringing it to the educator community as well as many women too. I love that. And human design is... I guess it's something quite new. It's not something that I have seen much um, over the last couple of years, but I think in the last maybe six to 12 months, it's been something that I'm seeing come through um, probably in the online space and the people that I'm um, following. Can you tell us a little bit more about what human design is and maybe a little bit about where it came from? Absolutely. So human design, big picture, is the science of differentiation. 
And this is a deep connection to educators, in my opinion, because we are gifted at differentiating the curriculum to students. Mm. So let's go big picture here. Human design, the science of differentiating, uh, knowing yourself on a very differentiated level from your energy body. And so it combines four ancient sciences, the Kabbalah, which is the tree of life, the chakra system, which now we call centers in human design. Mm -hmm. We're moving from seven centers, uh, sorry, seven chakras to nine centers. Uh, it also includes the I Ching, which I find the most fascinating, which is from ancient China. And we also have the uh, Vedic astrology. But the beautiful thing in human design is it's not a psychic reading. You're not getting a tarot reading. You're not getting a one-off. This is a human design reading from birth. You're getting your astrology from your stars when you were born, but it's also your design from your soul. You're getting your soul's astrology within human design. And that lit me up when I felt this, it lit me up to my core because we can calculate when your soul took the leap into your neocortex in your body and chose this particular lifetime on earth right now to make a difference. And so this was channeled through a man called Rahuru in 1987. And it is now just starting to get the wind underneath its belt in terms of moving through society on a much deeper level. And I am one of these people who's bringing it to the masses. And I think in the next three to five years, Amy, it's just going to explode because people need to understand the complexity behind the simplicity. Once you understand the complexity underneath through people like myself, it becomes very simple to understand when you have somebody to communicate with and relate to. Yeah, I totally, I get it. And it's what I love hearing you talk about is that it has this connection to our soul. And I think that when we are um, in the mindset that we are just a body having this human experience and that this is it for us and that there's nothing else, that feels quite um, restrictive and quite scary. But when you have that belief system that we are this energy that just is never going to die and that we actually get to come in and out of the human body and have this experience is just so exciting. And I love that so much that we are actually here to achieve something. And is that what something human design is, is about? Is that what is going to help us understand what it is we're here to achieve or the best way in which we can work? Yeah, there's so many different points there, Amy. Um, so many people are after their purpose. Mm. I know when I was 13 years old, I was searching for my why. Why am I here? What was I meant to do? And many people are still searching for that path. And what human design does, it gives you your roadmap from birth and even before. And it clears up the fog it, you never ever ever have to ask about what your purpose is ever again, because it's written in the stars, but it's also written in your energy body. Mm -hmm. So let me add to my explanation a little bit to clarify. So we have so been used to as educators living from our neck up. We really use our minds to make decisions. And we've been in school most of our lives 
all of our lives. Mm-hmm. We've been in school and now <laughs> we we're never left. <laughs> and we've never left, right? We've never left school. So that creates some blinders. It creates some blind spots and it creates some biases within what we do for a living and, and how people work in their energy in the world. And we have to be really cognizant of getting connected to our body and using our body. It's almost like human design gives us a permission slip in the classroom to and and in our relationships with colleagues and administrators and so on to trust your gut is your first brain now. So your connection to your intuition as a woman first, but then as an educator will help you make better decisions. And not only that, create aligned opportunities for yourself in the way that you work um, in your life and, and in the classroom. And you've done my human design reading with me, which you know, we we spent a lot of time going over all the different elements that make up who I am. And, you know, you mentioned that I am someone who lives in my head a lot and that um, I've, I've got a lot of my emotions are open. Is that what you were saying? That I can lean on my emotions to help me. And you also said that my intuition there is something that's really strong. Something that I've struggled with over the last I guess my entire life is how do I know the difference between whether it is my intuition that is guiding me to do something or if it is fear, how do I feel the difference between my ego self maybe, or my intuition saying, no, this is not for you or whether I'm just kind of talking myself out of something. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent question. So when I look up your chart and when I looked up your chart, you have both the the body, um, you have the ego, sorry, you have the ego personality side of your chart, which is the when the time you were born, and you have the design side of your chart, which is the soul piece. And what we learned in your chart in particular is that your the way your star alignments were is that we we learn we learn in human design that the ego is meant to sit in the passenger seat now. We're not met. The Eagle's no longer allowed to drive the bus. Mm. We need to start like everything we need is within us. We need to start uncovering and revealing our most authentic selves. It's not about going out and searching for that thing that's going to help and fix us or the next Mm -hmm. program or the next whatever it might be. We're here to put our ego aside and start uncovering and revealing what our soul has meant to come here to do. And that shows up in your soul side of your astrology. So the ego side of our design is the 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 right hand side of our chart. And when we put the ego in the passenger seat, we now allow the soul to come out and share more of its gifts and its purpose. And so it's a very good question, because if we are listening to things in our mind, depending how your intuition is speaking to you, because it comes in many different ways. But let's say you get a message through your hearing. Let's say you're more clairaudient in terms of your intuition and you get a message into your hearing. Is that message neutral? Or is it a message that's making you feel anxious? Is it a message that's looking into the future or into your past? Mm -hmm. So the way I like to determine the messaging piece is, is the message that you're receiving through your intuition or your just gut internal knowing or the visions that you might be seeing or that gut lit up response that you get, is it leading into a neutral place or is it causing you to look in the past and the future 
And that's where that fear is going to live mm-hmm. because we get, we get our clear messages in present moment awareness. Mm, okay. Yeah. And, 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 and the messages that are coming in are going to be more about worries about how our past decisions are affecting us or lack mentality mm-hmm. around what I am not doing now, or I'm not good enough. And it leads into our worthiness. Mm-hmm. So anything that's connected to the future and trying to control the future or anything about how the past um, has happened and that's you fear the repeating of the past, that's how you can almost tell the difference. And in the intuition will speak through your body. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily always a, a thought you're hearing in your head. It might be a sensation. So it's starting to get used to building your body awareness. And especially you're a manifesting generator. You are meant to feel things in your gut and listen to gut responses, both in your throat, because you have a direct connection to your throat. So you might hear the uh uh-huh or the uh uh-uh, or you might have some clearing of your throat. You might get some tummy rumblings going on. Um, And it can happen when you are, trying to make a decision or you get, you are in response to someone else sharing something with you, Mm -hmm. paying attention to those body signals are also keys that that's your intuition and not the fear speaking to. I love that. And that makes so much sense. And I think often when we are in a moment and we're having things going on with our body, I think perhaps we've been brought up and conditioned to not have that connection with our mind and our body. So when we have these things popping up in our body, and this can happen in the classroom too, if you are in a situation that might be triggering you in some sort of way, that we can have the physical sensation show up in our body. Um, And, you know, I had, I worked with someone uh, for a few years and, and she would often roll her ankle and, you know, not at the time being able to put the, um, the two and two together that maybe the mind and body are trying to get that connection and that message to you so that you can physically feel it before your mind gets that message. Is that, is that sort of what you're meaning? Yes. Like our, you will get messages within your energy body before it lands in your physical body. Oh, yeah. So, so that friend that you had, the, the foot is connected to the root, the root center. And so she might be having um, some energetic issues with fearing moving forward in her life, Mm. taking steps forward (laughs) that are going to cause her to be uncomfortable. And so I'm I'm laughing because um, I look back on it in hindsight and that's exactly what it was. It was about making decisions to move forward. So you are spot on, which I love. If you get, if you get these things happening in your physical body, it's almost like your body's screaming at you now, your body's now had enough. It's Mm -hmm. like setting its own boundary with you. And it's like, can you wake up and pay attention, please? Because Mm -hmm. I've been communicating through your intuition and you haven't been listening to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start waking you up now and paying attention on purpose. And I think this is a really nice way to sort of segue us into talking about how understanding our own human design might be able to identify whether we are burning out, whether we're burnt out, or whether we are tracking to burn out or preventing ourselves from burning out. Can you sort of touch on how human design can help us in that aspect? Sure. So there's five different types in human design. We have the generator, the manifesting generator, the projector, the manifester, and the reflector. And each one of those types has a certain auric field. So when we're born, we are born into an auric 
field. And our auras are unique and different. And so when you sign up for a human design reading, you learn about how your aura works. If it's open, like the generator types, we have open auras. We're meant to respond to things and be very enveloping in our energy. But if you're a projector, you're the guide leaders and teachers of the world, and you have an aura that is very penetrating. And so you have a very big gift in your life to move through other people's auric fields and open them up on a very deep level right away with your energy. So right away, if you walk away with anything with human design, knowing how your auric field and your type works will help you immediately understand how you've been living out of alignment mm. and trying to be someone that you're not because 70% of the population are the generator types. So if you're one of the projector manifestors or reflectors, most of the models for you in the world have been these, these strong energy types in the world. And so you've had this model of not being yourself and this has been presented to you. So it's a big aha moment for the projectors and manifest and reflectors when they find out they have a different type of aura that works different from the rest of society. So when it comes to burnout, not only learning about your auric field, but learning about your centers. So your centers, now we have nine of them moving away from the seven centered straight line chakra system. We now have nine of them because human consciousness is available now to hold more energy within our bodies. This is part of the movement into a new 5D reality on the earth. And human design is here to teach us about how our energy works. So within human design, we have these centers. Some of them are open, some of them are defined. And if you have more open centers in your chart, you are going to be more prone to receiving like a, like a kind of like an antenna, you're receiving other people's energy mm -hmm. through whatever center that might be. And it's affecting you on a deep level. For example, your emotional center, not yours in particular, but somebody's <laughs> emotional center might be wide open. And when I see that, they might start feeling very responsible for how other people feel in their environment. Mm -hmm. And so they start to overgive mm -hmm. and they fawn. So there's flight, fight, freeze. And then the fourth one is fawn that not many people know about. So overgiving and people pleasing has a deep connection with what we call fawning. Mm -hmm. And most, I, I don't have scientific evidence to prove this, but when people find out in my readings that they have an open emotional center and they have this, this pattern of behavior with not prioritizing their own needs, it's a big aha moment for them mm -hmm. because they start looking back at their life and saying, wow, I've never prioritized me. Mm-hmm in my life. And that's the key. That's mm -hmm. the key that people have to get to in order to start looking at their burnout. And that's what it, it's all about, isn't it? This whole, I guess the whole reason we're doing this podcast is because we really want to encourage people to actually understand more about who they are as a human and I guess we're talking on a on a deeper level of who they are as as a soul and how we can use that knowledge to unlock our potential so that we can actually live a life that is 
one where we can thrive because you and I both see it we're on different sides of the world yet we're still seeing educators all around us you know coming in with so much enthusiasm and crashing and burning before we've even really had a chance to really get our fingers into the the pie of teaching you know it's sort of taking us down before we have the chance so how can we use that knowledge of ourselves and our human design can we use that information to create a self-care plan for us yes because when you start to understand first of all which centers in your design are open and not open you can also get curious about the different gates, which is the I Ching part inside each of the centers. And those gates um, can give you information about how you're meant to use your energy and filter your energy in the world. And so getting curious about your design will help you getting a little bit more deep in terms of the, the details. But in terms of, you know, getting to the core of self-care and taking care of yourself, there, there are other things that you can look at. So let's say you are a person that tends to be quite reactionary. Mm -hmm. You get a gut, you get a gut feeling and you feel this need that you have to act on it right away. Mm -hmm. And that causes problems with relationships and gossiping and um, getting into issues where you should have maybe held back the information. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. a lot of people have this connection to their gut, but they feel this need. Oh, they got an intuitive gut reaction hit, but they have to react on it right away. And that's, that's not, that's what you learn in a reading is that your gut intuition is like your, your first brain. You check in there first to see if it's happening, if it's real for you. And, but you also get to determine through your strategy and your authority in human design, whether you're meant to take a next move immediately as a trust your gut authority, or if you're wait, you're like yourself and you're reading, you found out you were a wait for clarity mm -hmm. authority. So everyone gets a gut feeling, but some people are meant to respond sooner with it. And some people are meant to wait on it because your emotions are so heightened. You mm -hmm. have a so people's energy. It's called, it's called the science of differentiating for a reason. People's energy are highly differentiated just as much as your thumbprint is on your thumb. And so you have to get really deep into understanding your design. And if you are a wait for clarity authority, maybe you have been speaking out of turn and you have been sharing information in order to people, please. In Do you know order what? I get this image of um and I think maybe if we can bring it to a school sort of um yeah. perspective is when we get that email you know when the parent sends the email or the colleague has sent the email and it's riled you up no time and this has happened to me so many times and I can just feel the pit of my stomach drop out and I want to get I'm angry and I start writing that defensive that passive aggressive email and there have been times when I've just gone and gone send it and, you know, a couple hours later, you're like, fuck, I probably shouldn't have done that. And I can't crawl myself out of the hole. So is this where I would apply that part of my human design to go, you just need to hold down a little bit. You want to send the email, you can write the email, get it out, but don't hit send, maybe go back and reread it later. And that is something that I've been doing um, a little bit more. Um, is that is that sort of what you mean by that wait for clarity type feeling? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's an example. That's a great example um, of waiting for that clarity too, because your emotional self is so strong 
And so it's not about necessarily calming down it and getting to a neutral place. It's more about is my need to respond here still necessary? Is my need to respond here my job? Mm-hmm. So the time that you create in the wait for clarity also gives you time to process, hmm, do I need to actually respond to this email? It doesn't necessarily have to be the, like, more things will come into your awareness when you wait for clarity. And it's not necessarily the to-do list. It's just waiting for time to help you out and what the right next step is for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So it's almost and- like helping you not make rash decisions or something that you might regret doing later. It might feel really good in the moment. And then, you know, once you've done it, sometimes that regret sort of sets in. Is that sort of what might happen if you act too soon? Yes. And everybody, like any human should take some time when they're in a heightened state to take some time. But the trust your gut authority people, um, they're not to men- they're, they know the right thing to do more so in the moment mm-hmm. right away. The wait for clarity people have to like more so take that time to see if that's still the right thing to do 24 hours later. Mm-hmm. And, and educators really have to learn, like, especially the, the issues more come with parents and admin and um, our, like our bosses and our um, colleagues. Mm-hmm. It's it's rarely when like our job is to deal and work with the students and their emotional bot and their emotional and energetic energetic bodies, but it's where the adults come in, right? In terms of our conflict and our burnout mm-hmm. sometimes. So really using not only the boundaries that are in place in a human resources environment and saying, you know what, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you on that. And then have some sentence starters ready for you. And so especially if you're a wait for clarity authority, when your emotional center is defined, having some like a tool for you, we'd be to have some of these sentence starters in your back pocket, ready to pull out as a response to say, this is the stopgap right now. I'm putting up a boundary right now, and I'm not going to allow myself to be hijacked in this moment because Mm -hmm. you have such a deep relationship with your emotional self. And I love that you're starting to talk about boundaries as well, because what I see here, and it's probably similar for you on your side of the world, is um, many people don't have any boundaries. And um, we step into the classroom and having those bird bird boundaries, bird boundaries is something that I'm noticing can be quite a um a trigger point for people's burnouts because they can't seem to have a difference between their teacher self and their personal self or are we meant to be categorizing ourselves into different categories are we one person how do we create these sorts of boundaries and how can we use that human design knowledge to create boundaries for ourselves the first thing that helped me on a personal level was re like separating myself as the teacher mm-hmm. and i i spent a long time probably 19 to 20 years identifying as a teacher mm-hmm. yeah i you know and sitting in that role and so what do teachers do they have all the answers or they're expected to have all of the answers. They're also expected to, you know, because they are expected to have all of the answers, then reaching out for assistance and reaching out for help and leaning on your colleagues and leaning on other people for support can feel uncomfortable. Mm. So that really helped me, first of all, leaning in on your community, knowing that you can't and shouldn't have to do it all by yourself. And two, you are not 
a teacher, it's your job. Mm-hmm. It's your job. And it is a job. So that's, that's number one to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the second thing that's helped in terms of human design coming into my life is knowing how sensitive I can be because Mm -hmm. I have seven open centers. You have seven defined centers. (laughs) It doesn't mean you're less sensitive to me. I just, I just have done a lot of reflection around I I'm here to receive a ton of energy from the outside world and I actually have a responsibility because of my open centers to put these boundaries up Mm -hmm. so in terms of a boundary that I have put in place for myself is that my movement of my personal body comes first before anything else right now and this is a new piece of learning that I've discovered in the last month instead of looking at trying to lose weight and only eat vegetables and fruits and protein and looking at restriction for your body it's moving your body number one but putting yourself on your priority list at the beginning of your day Mm. and that that connects you back to your circadian rhythm, which will then get you back into a healthier state within your body, mm-hmm. period. And so human design is just another layer on top of me understanding how sensitive I am. I take in so much of other people's energy that it's actually a learning piece for me to to start prioritizing my needs. And I'm 48 years old. It's taken me quite a bit to get here mm-hmm. and it's okay where I'm mm-hmm. landed. Because we trust but... in divine timing, don't we? That's right. Thank God I've landed here now. Because <laughs> you got here eventually. <laughs> I'm really um, interested to know how has learning about human design, not just for yourself, but human design, because you now, you know, you do readings for other people. How has this knowledge that you have developed changed you in your life? Wow, uh, full on goosebumps right now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a that's a deep question. I do not fear anything anymore. I love that. I don't fear anything anymore because I know that my soul has incarnated into this body right now and this time and that I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. My physical body will die, but my soul will live on because it's energy. We teach mm-hmm. about energy in our curriculum in grade five here in Canada. Energy does not die. It just transforms. So how could we not believe that we are infinite selves? And so that fear of death, that's actually part of my conscious son and my incarnation cross in human design is to let go of the fear of death, let go of it, because that's what's really behind all of our fears. Mm-hmm. What if I, what if this were to end tomorrow? Mm-hmm. It's that, oh. it's that fear of time, right? Because even last night I was having dreams of trying to climb up this mountain and I just couldn't get there and people were trying to help me up. And I've had dreams where like my time or my watch just stops and I'm meant to be at a certain place and I just cannot get there. It's because we have this fear that time is going to run out and we're not going to be able to achieve all of the things we want to achieve when half the time we don't know what it is we want to achieve or we know what it is we want to achieve but we're too scared to start because we're too scared of the outcome and then we fit in this trap of time and fear and time and fear and it really is quite crippling and controlling and I never would have expected that gaining an understanding of myself as a human being myself as a soul on that deeper level finding my connection 
session with my spirit guides and you know these are the woo-woo things that I like to do I never would have expected that doing that and going through those processes and changing my mindset and connecting with myself in that way, I never would have expected it to change my life. I never would have expected it to change my relationship with myself. I never would have expected it to change my relationship with my job. And and this is the power of self-development and uncovering the truth of who you are and really getting to know yourself and giving yourself the gift of actually learning to love who you are and like who you are because at the end of the day what is a successful life that you've lived a successful life is when you can get up in the morning and go I actually really love myself and I love this life I've created and I want that for so many people I want to see people uncover and pull back the parts of who they are and and whether that's on a journey of uncovering who they are for their human design whether that's on a journey of really connecting with their inner child whether that's on a journey of meditation or yoga there's so much out there for an individual to really tap into that is going to guess suit that human design, whether they know that's what they're doing or not, right? Because that's what it is. We're all going to be drawn to different things. And I guess that's our human design, is it? I don't know. I'm just well, yeah, wondering. Well, here's, the, here's the aha moment that people have. People walk away after a reading and they go, oh, I just found out I was a manifesting generator. And I'm like, uh, you've been a manifesting generator your entire life. Yeah. And so that really shocks them mm. because- when they sign off from a reading, it's a lot of information to mm-hmm. take in at the beginning. It's a lot. You can, you can yeah, say that's that a for lot. yourself. It's a lot. And that's why I say it's a living document. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's something that's, con- it's not going to change. That's what you can guarantee on. It's not changing. It's not like the astrology is going to change. Like the, what changes is the transits in the sky, just like astrology does, but that's a minor part in human design. What doesn't change is your your blueprint, your mm-hmm. thumbprint that you can guarantee is never going to change. Mm-hmm. And so you can really park yourself in the knowledge that you're getting in a reading and look back, like you said, the inner child piece. So I'm working with an inner child coach and helping her clientele right now mm-hmm. move through their stuff, through their profile and um, pr- through their whole type and everything. And Um, It's really fascinating to look back and see how you're parented Mm -hmm. and all the messages you received as a, as a, from a child's point of view, when you had no control and you had to be a certain way for this person and they were living their life through you and all of that. And here you are meant to be a six, two profile, let's say, and you were meant to be the teacher, the guide and the role model, and you were shoved down and your voice wasn't able to be heard. Yeah. You know, so a lot of uncovering that happens in human design when people learn about it at the beginning then they start going backwards and thinking, okay, mm-hmm. where do some of these pieces of my trauma live? Yeah. And trauma, trauma, you know, this trauma is about what happened to us internally. Yeah. Not what necessarily happened externally. Yeah. Everyone and a lot of people so- don't, don't see it that way. Right. It's a, yeah. a, a misconception that people think the trauma or the crisis is the event itself, but it's actually usually what happens afterwards and how our mind has created 
you know, something. And I I love hearing you talk about human design. You clearly have so much knowledge and I still have quite a lot of questions. Um, so I think maybe having another conversation at another point would be really worthwhile, not just for me, but for other people, because I think it is, I reckon we could have multiple conversations and really get down to the nitty gritty and talk about different situations within the school grounds or within our lives and how we can lean on our understanding of our own human design to really support us and help us um, move forward. So Tiffany, thank you so much for your time. And I know it's late for you on a Friday afternoon and you have just been so eager to share your knowledge. And I'm so grateful for you and for holding um, the space for this conversation. Before we um, finish up our um, chat, I'm keen to know what is a daily power move that you have? What is something that you do as a ritual every day that has contributed to your success as being a human who is thriving and feeling well and loving your life persistence is 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 what I'm living by in the last two years that has been a consistent belief in Mm -hmm. my desires in myself in my gifts and my strengths and if you start if I I've learned I used to be a perfectionist and I've learned that instead of falling down and giving up Mm -hmm. Falling down is just a way of mining through and finding a golden nugget to take you to the next stage and be persistent in your goals and your dreams that you have for yourself and never, ever give up. I love that message so much. Thank you so much for sharing that one. And who do you recommend um, our our listeners to um, look up and follow? Because I'm a, I'm a believer in, in part of the journey of um, self-care and well-being is to actually have a good clean out of your Instagram or your Facebook or TikTok if you're one of those young people and, um, you know, really following people who are going to bring you the inspirational knowledge that is going to support you on your journey. So who do you recommend we are looking up or reading or watching on the internet? Well, uh, for your inner child trauma um, work, which I think is critical and for everybody's life is a coach I'm working with right now named Catherine Ducey. She's also a Canadian, but she's living in Mexico right now. And she has a master life coach certification. Um, so inner child work would be one of her, uh, her Instagram is just Catherine Ducey, um, as well as Jen Pike, uh, Jen Pike and my friend, Christine Peacock, they work in combination in a business, um, where they work on women's health and hormones, And because our health and our hormones can be really affected by burnout Mm -hmm. and adrenal fatigue and getting back into a routine with your physical body can also repair and help your energetic body. So I love Jen Pike and uh, Christine Peacock to help with your health, uh, your health situations on a physical level. And someone I love following is um, uh, she's very famous right now, but the, uh, the holistic psychologist. Oh, she is like my fave. Yeah. So great. So yeah. great. I love that. And Tiffany, you actually shared with me a lot of resources when you did my human design reading. And are those specific things that are um, for me and my type and, and where I sit within my human design? 
I have two or three books that I always re uh, give as resources for all my clients because I think they're foundational pillars mm -hmm. in, in everybody's uncovering of themselves. So uh, The Alchemist is one of them. It's a fictional text about transformation that I think everyone should read before they pass. Um, Gabor Mate's work, he's a Canadian doctor, mm -hmm. uh, psychiatrist slash uh, you know, he's really come out of the woodwork lately in his in his later age, actually, um, in transforming people's trauma. And um, the other the others would be more based on your reading. So I would mm -hmm. go back to your reading and then I would specify, OK, she has this particular channel. I'm going to give her this as a resource to uh, help her on her alignment in her design reading. I love that. And I'm so excited to dive a little bit deeper into everything that you've shared with me. So where can um, our listeners find you if they're keen to follow you on Instagram or maybe book in and have a human design reading with you? So the best place to find me is on Instagram. It's the Aligned Teacher Network. And I offer in my by link in my bio uh, place for human design readings. Uh, that's my number one offering right now, as well as you can book distance Reiki with me and coaching. I find that coaching really helps people after the fact. Mm -hmm. So it's like so much information to take in. You can hire me for a, a less expensive part of an hour of coaching and we can really dig into more questions that you have after the fact with your human design. So the Align Teacher Network is the place to find me on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I have learned a lot today and I'm sure the people listening have learned a lot too so I'm going to sign off our podcast and you can follow me along so thank you everyone for listening my name is Amy and I am a teacher who can learn about my human design thanks so for having me I am a teacher who can be in my own energy that was the teachers cam podcast information about our guest and today's content can be found in our show notes.